Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey, guys, welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Along with Christian, my brother, my name is Ryan. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN the next time you go and use DraftKings Sportsbook. We thank them for being our sponsor of this episode of this podcast and all of THPN. The Dallas Stars lose by a final score of 5-1 to one tonight to the Minnesota Wild. They are now down two games to one in a best-of-seven series. And unlike game one, Chris, where I thought the Stars probably had a chance to win the, that game, there is absolutely zero excuses for this game tonight, in my own opinion. Uh, what's your biggest takeaway out of this game before we kind of get down into the nitty-gritty stuff? Yeah, I said game one was probably the best game the Wild could play. I still stand by that. And I think this game was the worst the Star could possibly play. I mean, there's nothing we're doing about it. Top to bottom, it was awful. The first two lines were non-existent. The bottom two lines got scored on time and time again. The defense was terrible. Yanni Hockenpah made some absolutely atrocious plays. He went back to regular season Yanni Hockenpah, it looked like. Um we have allowed a power play goal in every single game. We are losing the special teams battle as a top 10 specialty team, specialty te- special teams team in both departments. So yeah, the only redeeming part of this game is we won the faceoff percentage. Great. I think when you look at this game there, there's two things that you really need to look at. And well, there, I mean, there's a lot of things you could look at to be honest with you, but there's two big ones in, in my head. 
the first one is just the lack of compete tonight and just the lack of effort. I, I don't know what the the deal was tonight. It's um, I didn't think that I thought this was the most physical game of the series overall from the Minnesota Wild, and that's the part of their game that they kind of dive into. That's their identity is they're a very big team. They're a very bully-like team, and it reminds me a lot of the St. Louis Blues back in the day. But the thing is is that we've shown that we can handle this just fine, and the way we do it is by and getting into my second point, is by playing our freaking game. We did not get anything going with our game tonight. Like nothing, zero from any of the four lines. And we allowed Minnesota to play their game. I mean, that's literally what this game boils down to. If you had to put it into a nice little box and give it to somebody for Christmas to explain how this game went, that's literally it. Minnesota played their game. Dallas didn't. Both teams held under 25 shots. Or under 26 shots, sorry. Minnesota got one at the end with their crazy empty netter. But, yeah, that's exactly what the Wild want. They want low shooting, low chances. They they want to keep the game defensive, and they did that all night long. And the Stars did not push for one second. There were some conversations I was having on Twitter with some other Stars fans, and they were saying they're already looking forward to game four during the second intermission. And I was like, no, 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 guys. No, this is not it. This is, it's still only a two goal lead. It's still the third period. We've shown we can come back in games. And I mean, we were down five to one against some teams and we're able to come back. Yes, it was against crappy teams, but we still showed that we could do it. And now looking back at that, I I looked like an absolute fool saying that because the, the way that they did not have anything going tonight. Uh, Was it, I think it was just a majority of, a majority of both, a little bit of both. It was the stars just didn't get anything going and they were not playing well. And Minnesota was, I disagree. I thought we played worse than Minnesota played good. I think Minnesota played fine. They did their job, right? (laughs) They were better offensively in game one. In my opinion, they had more chances offensively. Maybe they were a little bit better defensively in this game, but the stars didn't do anything. There was no pressure at any point of the entire game. I mean, if there's no forecheck the entire game, you just didn't show up. The Stars didn't show up today. That, that's what happened, in my opinion. You'll give credit where it's due. The Wild kept to their game plan. They did what they wanted to, for the most part, in the defensive zone, especially. But the Stars did not show up tonight. They weren't there. My biggest complaint is they've got a brand-new goalie who's never been in the playoffs before in Gustafson, and he's been good. He's been good this season for them. But we have yet to truly test him in this series. And even though Ottinger, tonight was not Ottinger's fault whatsoever. He made some big saves that could have given the Stars opportunities to get back in the game. And they gave him no offense whatsoever. And Gustafson has not been tested at all in the first game or in in the uh, third game. He he, He hasn't been good. He's just been there. All he's had to do is just kind of stand there and it's been one and done. That that was another big thing for, for me tonight is that there was no continuous pressure by the Dallas Stars. I mean, when they throw threw a shot on net, it was that was it. They they threw the shot and then Minnesota got to the puck and it, it was out of the zone just as quick as it came in and just as quick as the shot got on Gustafson. 
So, I mean, that's just my feeling on that particular part of the game and, and that Gepsison just hasn't really been tested at all by the Dallas Stars. I disagree with that strongly. He was fantastic in the overtime in game one. He was absolutely amazing. So I disagree with that. He was very good in the first game. Tonight, he definitely wasn't tested. Every shot the Stars had was outside of the slot. So I agree with tonight. I agree with you there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm still, the big thing for me is the Stars didn't play. Okay, and then let's get into a couple of players that I was particularly frustrated with and that some who have been ghosts in this series. And, uh, I mean, I this is a first for this podcast this year, but we have not seen Jason Robertson at all. I, I think his name was mentioned, like, it felt like two times tonight. And he has been completely invisible not a factor at all, period. And he, here's the thing. I understand that he's going to be going up against the best defensive players that the other teams have. But at this point in the in the playoffs, at this point in the season, you have to have your best players come through for you. Rope Hens did it last game, and... We didn't even actually technically need it. We we could have gone without his goals and still won the game. But he did it last game, and somebody else needs to step up. And all eyes tonight, especially on Twitter, and I even said this in the first period before a lot of people started saying it, Robertson has been invisible, Chris. Yeah, And I said it Wednesday. I called for him to step up tonight, and he didn't do that at all. I mean, it feels like he's just totally passing his problems along in the offensive zone. Anytime he gets the puck in a weird position, he's not taking it to the net the same way he was in the regular season. I mean, every time Robertson touched the puck, if there was a way for him to get it to the net, he got it to the net and he's not doing that. He's not fighting for that space in the ice to go towards the net. He's either passing it along or just rifling a shot from distance. So yeah, I agree 100%. He's not good enough and he hasn't been the past three games and the last series against the Flames, he wasn't good enough. So, so far, we still have not seen Jason Robertson play a good playoff game for the Dallas Stars. I think he was good in, in game two, but he was mostly the setup man in, in game two. So I, I think you got to give him a little bit of credit there. But the thing is, is th what we really need from him, and especially in game one or game three, is for him to get on the scoreboard with a goal. that We needed, we especially needed that tonight because we knew that the way they played the first period, they they sucked it up. It, it was it was not good. It, they did not come out very well, and then it it was just consistently that the entire game. And when you have stuff like that happen, your best players have to be able to come through for you. And so that that was just really frustrating for me to have that question. We talked about that in our uh, series preview episode that we did on Sunday night, and. We, we mentioned, okay, he's shown himself as an elite player in the regular season. He did it last year. He did it this year. He even took a step this year. But what is he going to be able to do in the playoffs? And we have not we have not seen a next-level Rope, Rope uh, Jason Robertson in the Stanley Cup playoffs yet. And, right. I mean, hopefully there's still three or four games to go, but still that that we have yet to see him. Even game two, I mean, he wasn't the guy. He's our best player by over 30 points in the regular season. And the guy 
on Wednesday night was Rope Hints. I mean, that's not supposed to happen. I mean, if the Oilers, if Connor McDavid isn't scoring for the Oilers, the Oilers are in trouble. I mean, the Stars are in a similar situation. This is a top 10 goal scorer, point scorer in the National Hockey League. And he's had one goal this series and hardly any impact. It's not good enough. I want to jump into the the physicality of the game here, Chris, because there, there's a couple of people over here in the chat that are talking about it, and it got me thinking about uh, this particular question, and I'll throw it to you to see what you think. I don't think that the answer for the Dallas Stars is to respond physically. I don't. I, I, I don't think that that's the way that they're going to win games. Now, do we need to see some hitting? Yes, of course. It's the playoffs. But I, I just think if we start to feed into the physical part of the game in the next couple of games, we're going to be on the, the golf course here in the next four days. So let me ask you this question. Should the Stars be a whole lot more physical in the game, or should they just stick to their game? And I just mean, focus on that more particularly. You, you shouldn't try to match the Wild's physicality because they'll beat you. If you try to out-physical the Minnesota Wild, <laughs> they will beat you every single time. Uh, the one line that tried to do tonight was the Marchment, Domi, uh, and Sagan slash uh, Delandria, whoever was on it, that changed up in the middle of the game. And they got scored on twice. So, obviously didn't work. I mean, they were probably the most impactful, and they got scored on twice. They're the most noticeable in the game, and they weren't good. So that's obviously not the answer. So let's talk about some of the line juggling that we saw in the third period. Um, Sagan, I, I he, he was good when it was him, Pavelski, and Robertson, and Hintz was the one missing on that line. They, they, they kept the production up during the regular season there in, in January when Hintz missed a couple of games. But – it just hasn't been the same without Pavelski on that line, Chris. So let me ask you, what's the thing that they need to do to fix that? Do you throw Wyatt Johnson on that line and take him away and put Sagan with Ben? Or uh, do you put Ben on the top line and and do something like that? Or do you, do you throw maybe uh, one of these other guys like Delandria or Kiviranta or something? What What's something else they can do? Because right now, it wasn't really working in game three, and I don't know what's going to work in game four. I mean, the Donov is a decent answer there. He's kind of a good playmaker, but I think Sagan is fine there. I mean, he is a first line forward. That is the skills that he has. Um, they did fine with it on Wednesday night. Uh, maybe not as good as they could have, but really, I think they just have to play better. I mean, especially Robertson. It's just. It, it's not, it's so bad from Robertson. He's not going to the net. That is the one thing that he does all the time that he's best at is going to the net and he's not doing it at all. He didn't do it one time. I think I, we need, I, I think the big ahead. thing is Robertson. Sorry. Uh, that, that was just to put a cherry on it. It, it. The bigger deal is Robertson than it is who needs to play with hints and uh, Robertson. Yeah. And the thing is, is, I don't think Robertson like cost us the game tonight, but he's, He's serious. We, we've been so reliant on his offense through the season and he's shown that he can do it. And this is a time that we need him to step up and he hasn't. 
So it, it's it, I, it's just frustrating to watch that. I can say the first line cost us a chance at winning tonight. I mean, we we got a fourth line goal. We got a fourth line goal. You should you should win the game. We got a fourth line goal, and there was six power plays on the night. You you lost the special teams battle. And yeah, Stars fans can complain all they want about the penalties tonight. They were not that bad. You can maybe argue for one or two more for the Stars, and that is it. And pretty much all four for the Wild were penalties. I mean, it, it, it's terrible. The Stars are not playing well. It was a, probably the worst game they could have played. Hey, guys. It's Ryan here. It's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on all the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every game during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA team. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. So I want to get into the, the power play tonight because I was I wrote this at the end of the first period. Um, Stars had an opportunity to get some power play goals, and they just did absolutely nothing with it. And... I was really hoping that it wouldn't come to to bite us in the butt tonight, but it did. And as as good as we've been on the special teams battle, both the defensive and the offensive, the penalty kill and the power play, it's it's been good at times, especially the power play. But when we need it to be there and when we really need a goal or we really need to not give up a goal or something, it just hasn't been there. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, I mean, that's objectively true, especially tonight. <laughs> it's just we 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 knew it was going to be a game that the Stars were going to have to be more defensively minded, and I mean they've played well on the road, and they didn't take advantage of take advantage of their opportunities in the first period on the power play, and then like you said, Chris, this is the first time, other than one time in the regular season, that the Stars have given up a power play goal in three straight games. That's and we've done it with the first three games of the playoff series at the most important time of the year. So I would agree with you that even though we have, I think someone said the the second best power play in, in the NHL in the playoffs right now, we're losing the special teams battle. And I think that's why Minnesota is up two to one right now. Yeah. And your power plays tonight came at the perfect times. 
I mean, you had a chance to jump on the wild early and quiet the building, and then you had a chance to immediately respond to their goal. And you did nothing. They weren't even close. So I, I think if we objectively look at this, really what it is is I don't think we need to change anything. I think the Lions need to stay the same. They just need to play harder. That's all it is. They just need to play harder. They need to get to their game and play their game. And maybe on the side, be a little bit more physical and be ready to accept those checks. You just have to show up. If you show up, you put, you give yourself a chance. And they just didn't even do that tonight. So, yeah, I, I agree. Nothing really needs to change. It's not really panic time. You really got to get the next game, though. I mean, you can't go down three to one. Not many teams come back from that. Let's get into the uh, defensive pairings tonight because you specifically mentioned one player in Yanni Hawk and Paw who you thought had a really rough night. What did you see out of his game tonight? I mean, just turnovers all over the ice. Couldn't get out of his own zone. Iced the puck several times. He he was terrible. Uh, specifically one play, he was in his own home, his, his own zone, and Duhame just pestered him, and he just eventually gave the puck to Duhame. I mean, didn't use his body. He is so much bigger than Duhame. And Duham just stole the puck from him just so easily. He had all the time and space to do something, and he just sucked. And then Colin Miller, oh, my gosh. The Johansson goal, the second goal of the game, dude's just a pylon. I mean, he's just existing. It, it was awful. I don't want to blame Miller for that as much. It was just – What? It, it was – hold on. It was more of Johansson making a really good play than it was Miller – playing bad on that particular play. I did. I do not think he had a good game tonight, but I'm going, I'm actually going to look at Thomas Harley tonight because I thought he had a very rough game tonight. And there were several plays that I know he was trying to get involved in on the offense, but he made some plays tonight that I have not seen him make in his previous eight games that he's played with the Dallas stars. He, he had some really aggressive pinches, but they were all in the third period is what I'm going to argue there. But the, he's there was there was the one play where he literally blocked a I think it was a Miller clearing feed, and it led to a goal for the Minnesota Wild, and it was in the second period. You mean Miller shot it at him? I mean <laughs> Miller. Well, no. Well, I mean he was in the way, and then but he was also out of position on that same play as well. So that's just that's just how I feel. I didn't think Harley had a good game. There were several times I wrote his name down, and uh, didn't like it. Um, I thought it was funny. The suitor sucks chance. So that was kind of fun, but, uh, yeah, but apparently you can play for a franchise for nine years, give nine years of your life to a franchise and doesn't matter. They hate you. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Take note NHL players. I didn't think that the officiating was bad tonight. Cause I, I think we need to give them, yeah, I don't want to say good. credit because, cause I'll they have, I don't want to give them credit because they've had so many bad games that, that they have not done well in. But anybody that complains about the officiating tonight did not watch the game. I mean, the, the, the outcome of the game would not have mattered if we had been given 10 power plays and Minnesota got one. The way we played tonight on the power play, on the penalty kill, five on five, four on four, it didn't matter. We just did not compete tonight. And that's yeah. literally the game, Chris. It was five to one and the wild hit like five posts. It, it yeah. could have easily been double digits for the wild tonight. Very easily. Yeah. That's what I wrote at the end of the second period. I was like, the stars are lucky that it's only three to one and they actually have a chance yeah. to get back into this game. I was hoping, I was really hoping that 
I don't know, that they were going to get back in this game somehow. And I, I still had some belief because they hadn't used any energy whatsoever yeah. in the first two periods. And I was like, they've got to have some energy left. And I I don't know what happened tonight. Uh, that, that's literally, I don't have anything else to say. That's literally it. So I got one more thing to say. Dean sure. Evison's an idiot. The Wild don't dive. That is incorrect. The Wild have our top five in embellishment penalties in the entire league. And then they take another embellishment penalty tonight. So... The wild do dive. So you're just lying. I mean, I don't know why he would just lie. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw the, it was uh, Middleton at the end of the game when, when uh, I think it was Delandria. Delandria got like gloved in the face. He got his, it's like high glove and to his own face. And then he started mocking Delandria and doing this all the way down the ice as he went back to his bench. I was like, dude, you look like an idiot. Just I stop. Thought he, I thought he was making another motion, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I mean, it looked like something else to me. Uh, Chris, made just, just stop now. Stop now. Stop <laughs> now while you're on top. It's okay. Okay. Uh, but just before we leave and well let, let's do biggest winner biggest loser and then i got one more thing i want to say before we uh b- before we close out tonight so chris you want to do biggest winner biggest loser tonight uh my biggest winner is oh where did he go how did i just forget his name oh my gosh i am such such a terrible podcaster do i need to go first um, no, it's Matt Zuccarello. Two goals tonight. He was fantastic. You forgot Zuccarello? Are you yeah, kidding I know. Me? I know. It's almost like it's wow. midnight. Weird. Yeah. Uh, he, he had two <laughs> chances. He buried both of them. The execution was immaculate. I mean, that's what I remember from when he played for the Stars. He was great. Matt Zuccarello, two goals. Fantastic. Um, For me, I will do my big winner. I'll give it to Otter. He gave them a chance. He gave them a chance to get back in this okay, game. Okay, no, and... that is criminal. That's wrong. Dude. What? Otter has an 833 save percentage. He made one big save after the Jason Robertson turnover. You cannot say he was the biggest winner. Yes, he was the biggest winner. He made he was 20 the... saves on 24 Okay, you name, it, you name me one other player that showed up better than, than Jay Cottinger tonight, and I'll give it to him. Name uh, one. About, about 20 Minnesota Wild players. I'm talking about a <laughs> Dallas Stars player. Name one Dallas Stars player that played better than Jay Cottinger, and I'll give it to him. Glenn Denning. On a lucky bounce? No, 75 save percentage, five minutes shorthanded time on ice. Didn't get scored on shorthanded. No, you can't convince Jay me. Jay Gottinger was not no. good tonight. He was not good. And with that, we're not going to argue about that because we'll, we'll just go in circles. Chris, you're an idiot. I hate you. No, I'm just kidding. Biggest loser, Jay Gottinger. Nah, you're going to say biggest loser, Ryan Chambers, because nah, he chose Jay, Jay Gottinger. Jay Gottinger was not the biggest loser, <laughs> but he was not good enough. I mean, we, I'm going to use the win condition thing. He was not the – he's – didn't help the stars win. He didn't make us lose, but he didn't help us win. Uh, biggest loser is Colin Miller and Yanni Hockenbaugh. Both bad. Um, I don't know. I will probably give my... No, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm going to give my biggest loser to the entire team. <laughs> everybody everybody who skates in front of Jake Ottinger. No... I mean, nobody made a difference tonight. Nobody made a difference except for the except for Jay Cottinger. He gave them a chance. It was three to one at the end of the second period. That's all you can do. That's what he did. And the stars didn't give him any offense except for a Luke Glendening goal. That was kind of a lucky bounce. If you ask me three goals so, in two periods is not good goaltending. I disagree. Okay. Anyways, um, 
I do want to to give a shout out to uh, a, a couple of fans here. All right. So so er, earlier the last couple of days, we've gotten some really, really, really nice uh, reviews here. Yeah. Hi, Min- on... hi, Minnesota Wild fans. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> that's how you know. That's how you know you've really made it. Right, Chris? Yeah. Hate, hate, hate comments. I like that. Okay. So we got some hate oh, comments. More. So I'm going to give it some like obvious like. I don't know. I can't even think of the word right now. I'm so tired. Okay. Anyways, laugh out loud, Texas hockey fans and quotes. Stick to football. Listening to stars fans talk hockey is hilarious. Most of you don't know the difference between a blue line, a touchdown, or a three-point shot. Clueless, stop whining, and the Cowboys draft is coming up. Laugh out loud, Texas hockey. Uh, did he? Does he even know our names? Did he even listen to our podcast? I hope he did. We need those viewership numbers up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's just say we put up a touchdown on the Minnesota Wild in game two. Just saying. So is that what what a touchdown is, Chris? I think that's what a touchdown is, I believe seven points is a touchdown, yes. Yes, okay. Oh, no, 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 it's six. So we got a touchdown and an extra point, so we're good. Oh, right. And then the Wild only got a field goal, so, so we're good. We're good on that. And then Kruger B, trash podcast with trash opinions. That's it. That is true, though. <laughs> you know, we do have bad opinions. <laughs> I'll accept that one. You know, you know what? I'll give him that. And you know, we'll t- we'll take the L on that one because, especially on the preseason rankings, like uh, when we that was like the first part of the series preview that we did before we dived into all the first round series. We we talked about how bad our predictions were for the regular season predictions. They were bad. I think, and mine were the worst. Ryan's were the worst. So to sum all this up, if you want to help offset those great reviews that we got, please leave us a review and let them know how great our takes are. They're fantastic. Or maybe just don't mention the takes. That's fine too. Just tell them how funny we are. And I also want to give a shout out to uh, a couple of people who have, who were uh, really awesome today. I, I did not do this trying to gain followers. Okay. By the way, I'll just say that. I, I was just shocked with the fact that we've been doing this for a couple of years now. We're at nine. We were at 982, uh, sometime around two thirty, three o'clock this afternoon. I was just like, dude, this is amazing. This is awesome. Yeah. And, and we like, got like 50 followers today. And, 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 and now <laughs> thanks to a couple of people, first off, uh, Cy Samuel, thanks to him for, uh, and I appreciate the kind words that he had to say on that. And then also Nick, uh, Nick Maroach actually retweeted and said, hey, go listen to this podcast. So I appreciate him doing that as well. Hashtag so, bang. Yep, hashtag bang. And hopefully we can get some more bangs in the in uh, game four, Chris. Uh, before we wrap up tonight, what is one thing that the Stars just need to do in game four? They need to attack the net. There is no pressure from the slot at all. So got to attack the net. You got to fight more in front of the net too. Yes, agreed. Okay. And with that, we'll close up shop tonight. For those of you that are listening live, thank you guys for listening. And we appreciate you guys uh, doing so. It's currently 12.15 in the morning on a Saturday morning. So thank you for doing that. For those of you that are listening afterwards, we thank you all for listening as well. Please, if you like our podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review anywhere you listen to your podcast. And if you're listening on or I guess listening slash watching on YouTube, please consider liking and subscribing to our channel here. 
and then uh, following us anywhere with your social media accounts. We'd appreciate if y'all do that. And if you'd like to support us monetarily with what we do, go and check out sarcasticremarksshop.com for all the latest merch options from there. It's the best way to support us, and go check out our website, sarcasticremarks.com. Along with Chris, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the guys are listening. Keep the belief, guys. It's only three games. We'll see you guys on Sunday night after game four. Bye.